What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Roadmap Benzinga's NFT show. We got a great one for you today. Winter is coming. Winter is here. We are going to be talking about Game of Thrones NFTs, a partnership between Warner Brothers, Nifties, and Daz. What's it all about? What's to come? And why should you be excited if you're a fan of Game of Thrones? Or maybe even if you've never watched an episode of Game of Thrones before, Alyssa and I will also be talking all the latest news and headlines in the NFT market later on in today's episode. Stay tuned. This is The Roadmap. All right, everyone, as I said, this is the Roadmap, Benzinga's NFT show. We are excited to be here. The NFT market is alive and well. More on that later on today's episode to talk about some of the top trending NFTs, the top movers. But we have an exciting show today. We will be joined by a couple people to talk about a mint that is actually happening today. But before we get into that, let me go ahead and bring on my producer and co-host, the one and only Alyssa. Alyssa, what's going on? Hello. I actually burnt my tongue like right before coming on here because I have really hot, hot chocolate. <laughs> but oh, no. Happy to be back. Happy to be um, back. And you you sound fine. So yeah, I mean, yeah. we're good. Must, we're good. You must be okay. So we're coming at you hot with a, a nice uh, interview, though. Yeah, you know, it's always nice, right, to do these interviews and hear about projects. And sometimes we do interviews, you know, before a project mints. Sometimes we do projects, you know, or interviews after the project's already minted, right? And it's trending or, you know, it's it's doing well on the secondary. And today we actually have an interview as the mint is happening, right? The pre-mint went out earlier today. Uh, anyone on the allow list for the Game of Thrones NFTs. And then the public sale happens later today at three o'clock, which will be right after our show airs live on YouTube. So like you guys are getting this information right in the middle of the mint. Like this is as as live as it gets, right? You know, we oh, just yeah. had the pre-sale and Alyssa, I saw the pre-sale had some pretty strong demand. Um, and then we have the public sale happening at three. So super excited to get into today's interview what do you think is it time time to get going yeah i've been um i've been actually like i was in that the waiting line the wait for there there was no way (laughs) there was no way we started the show before that (laughs) yeah let's get into it dude i want to talk all right well joining us on the roadmap today we have shannon kelly from nifties Preston Wu from Daz and Matt Wilburn from Daz. Let me go ahead and bring them all onto the stream here. Preston, Matt, and Shannon, welcome to the roadmap. How are we doing? Hey, what's up? What's up, you guys? Doing great. Awesome. Well, we are so excited to have you guys on here. As I was just saying, right, we've got this Game of Thrones NFT collection launched, uh, you know, a partnership between Warner Brothers, Nifties, and Daz all involved in this launch. We had the pre-sale earlier today that started at 11 o'clock Eastern time. And we have the public sale happening at 3 p.m. Eastern time today. Now we have these boxes, right? So 
Each box contains one avatar, nine resource cards, and three story cards. Uh, we're going to get into those boxes uh, later on, but let's kick off mm -hmm. with, uh, you know, a, an easy question, probably not an easy question, but a top of mind question, right? We, we had this crypto winter market. We have NFTs starting to come back a little bit. Um, so, you know, let's, let's start with Shannon here with Nifty. So why choose now to launch an NFT collection? Oh boy. Um, well, you know, it's Game of Thrones. So I think we have to all kind of think of it differently than a traditional program um, or traditional NFT program. Um, and look like, you know, it's a bear market, but we have to keep pushing this forward. The tech's not going away. Um, this industry is not going away. Um, what better you know, franchise to push it forward than with one of the biggest in the world um, and the most popular. And I think it's the perfect timing really to keep this going and show that this isn't going anywhere and that in fact, it can evolve, it can um, grow and it can be, you know, exactly what, what people are looking for at the right moment. So that's my top of mind. Been up since 6 a.m. and uh, Shannon, you're remarkably, you know, clear. <laughs> She's remarkably yeah. clear for probably not having slept in, in three or four days. No, really. I, I totally agree <laughs> with you, Shannon. Chris, I think like if like game of th zoom out on the time mm -hmm. scale here of Westeros, zoom out to 73 episodes mm -hmm. to a multi-year. This is a patient IP, if you will. It's not a drop in the bucket. It, this is going to be around for a long time. And so whatever the particular moment is that, that it drops is just a moment. It's a chapter in a really long story. So I, I would concur with Shannon, like, you know, it's Game of Thrones. It's going to be around for a while. It's, it's not just a single, a single event. I would, uh, I would also just add to what uh, Shannon and Matt said. And, and one, yeah, Shannon's been, I was getting texts from her at like two in the morning. So you're looking great uh, and, and very, like very lucid right now. Um, but on, on, a, on a separate front, um, you know, Daz has been around for 20 years. We've seen the cycles from web one to web two to web three. I would also say that some of the best projects uh, come out in the bear markets. And I would say right now, um, and that goes when you're talking about financial. I know it's a um, for, for your community on on like, and I'm not giving any financial advice, but like in all the different industries, when the tourists are gone and the builders remain, those are the best times. It really separates the quality from uh, from the non-quality projects. So that I think in 2022, uh, the beginning there was a lot of noise, and now the projects that you're seeing come out have the amazing brand, have the amazing partnerships like Game of Thrones and HBO, mm -hmm. like Nifties and Daz together, uh, best in the business, delivering best quality product with boxes that you alluded to that have so much more utility that aren't just mm -hmm. another me too. So we're super excited that now is the right time. That's awesome. Yeah, I love your comment, Preston, there on building, right? We, we actually just hosted our Future of Crypto event, Benzinga's first ever live in-person crypto event in uh, December in New York City. And we had a huge turnout, right? Even though we're, you know, crypto may not be this great market every day, right? And there's a lot of uncertainty with all these, you know, bankruptcies and stuff. There were a ton of people there excited for the future of crypto. And there are people building right now. So, which, you know, brings us to you guys, right? We're building this Game of Thrones ecosystem out here in the world of NFTs. 
Um, Shannon, the other, you know, important question, right, is you, you got to mm -hmm. decide when to launch the NFTs. And then you got to decide that other big thing, the price, right? So right. can you walk us through a little bit of kind of what goes into like picking that perfect price point, right? Where, you know, people are still going to be interested. You're still going to get, you know, you're going to sell out, but also, you know, people aren't going to be too scared away. Absolutely. Um, I wish that there, I could say there was a scientific uh, way to do it, but really it's, you know, it's it changes on a day to day. And I think the first thing that we have, you know, tried to do is not think of this necessarily in terms of ETH. So we put a price tag on there of $150 so that other people do understand what that is. Um, and, you know, well, I think that the the trend is to go more lower price point accessible, um, you know, which we are for nifties 100%. You know, we did still want to, you know, remind people that this is a premium product. You know, we have the uh, premium franchise. It's a longstanding um, program that we're building. And there's so much work that went into these avatars and the boxes themselves and everything else that's in it. You're getting 13 NFTs in one. So we didn't want to, for lack of a better term, cheapen that, but we also wanted to make it something that, you know, you can explain to your partner or someone who doesn't understand NFTs and they will understand the value. Um, so that that's really what we're trying to achieve there. And so far, you know, just with our pre-sale and how everything's going, it seems like we hit the right number. Nobody's shying away from it. You know, we had our reveal last week for the number and I was like, how are people going to react? Like, I don't know, you know, am I going to get booed off stage or what is going to happen? Like, but um, everyone, it, it went over really great. So I think that our gut was right. Thankfully we work with everybody who are experts in this field. So wasn't a decision made in a vacuum. Um, I wanted to know, um, is there a way people um, who didn't get a box today, can they participate in this? Yeah, absolutely. So my favorite question that people ask, Matt and I talk about this all the time. Um, this is the first of many um, releases that we're going to be doing. Um, this program is designed to be multi-year and right from the get-go, you know, we knew we wanted to hit every region in the franchise. So starting with the North, which is what uh, we're releasing today, chapter one, series one, but there will be even more releases for the North. I think, you know, even when we originally started discussing this, um, we were like, well, let's just release, you know, a lot all at once. And that's a very traditional way to do this kind of program, right? But as we're talking about the bear market, as we're talking about the trend of how things going, it's like, well, I don't think that that works anymore. This one and done is not really, you know, how we want to play it. And it's Game of Thrones. Like what, what we say it's one and done. No, we want this to continue and grow. And so by splitting up the releases, it allows one, like exactly what you were asking, Alyssa, people to participate who missed today. They'll have plenty of other opportunities and they'll be able to even pick and choose. Like, maybe I like the Lannisters or Targaryens more than I like the Starks. Like I'm going to affiliate, you know, with that um, release more, or I'm going to um, align with that release more. Um, and then aside from that, you know, by spreading it out, we really do get to 
take advantage of this fast moving technology and the space that's moving so quickly. We can pivot the program, we can add to it. Um, you know, at Nifty's, we're constantly um, expanding our offering and our tech team is constantly building um, our developer toolkits, our creative toolkits, our APIs. So now we have the opportunity to add all of those building blocks in as we expand and really expand the program. So. Aside from that, you know, we can even listen to the audience like we can have real time feedback of like, hey, we didn't include that. Let's see that next time. And we can we can do it. We can um, listen to that feedback. So there'll be many opportunities uh, for people to jump in who miss today. Um, but you still have an opportunity today. The general public sales uh, in just under an hour. Um, but yeah, that that's we're, we're spreading this out. We want to we're here for a long time, not a short time. I thought I would just zero in on one. Oh, look at that. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, zero in on one item that Shannon mentioned that it is, um, there are going to be continuous drops. I know this, this uh, podcast, it's called the the roadmap and uh, our, like, I think it's like perfect and beautiful uh, that we're on this because it's like the roadmap is amazing. It is uh, innovative. It is real time. It is from companies that you know and trust. Uh, and so I just wanted to say like, that's one of the very unique and maybe, um, uh, you know, not as well appreciated. Like this is chapter one, series one. There's a lot more cool stuff mm -hmm. coming. The houses are coming and the real time feedback and the innovation is going to be uh, fantastic. So I just wanted to nothing, nothing new to add, but just wanted to focus in on that one point Shannon make that I think is that alone is a huge differentiator. Mm -hmm. Love that. Uh, another question, right, is obviously Game of Thrones has this massive following, this massive fan base, right? We, we all know that the show was super successful. We've got a prequel show out now. My question is, you know, do you guys envision this also being an offering for people who maybe haven't ever watched Game of Thrones? You know, are people excited about the utility and the future of this? that maybe don't know the houses and the different families and, mm -hmm. and such. Is that something that was discussed? Uh, we've always designed this to be first and foremost for Game of Thrones fans. So absolutely, we want casual fans or people who are, you know, they know the popularity, but maybe, you know, haven't watched all 73 <laughs> episodes. Um, yeah, I mean, at this point, who doesn't know Game of Thrones, right? But I, like any collectible program, I think if somebody wants to get, you know, involved and, and test this out, and maybe this is their first NFT that they've ever purchased, there's going to be opportunities to do that as well for um, smaller, uh, more accessible entry. So all of the stuff that's in the pack. So the resource cards, the story cards, we're going to break those out and have the opportunity for people to purchase those um, on their own uh, outside of the hero box. But it's such a funny question. We got this yesterday, too. And like, <laughs> is there really anybody that doesn't know what, who, what Game of Thrones is at this point? I don't know. Maybe some people who haven't watched the show, but everybody. We did knows. get a few yesterday, right, Shannon, that were like, I got to yeah. start watching Game of Thrones. It's like, yeah. you know, see here, apparently, you know, that person's checked out from now. I think part of what makes it accessible. I mean, clearly it's geared, collectibles are geared toward people who have some degree of like familiarity and love for the program. Oops, sorry, I lost audio there. Um, you know, any kind of collectible is geared toward people who have familiarity, but it's accessible in particular Game of Thrones is because it's not starting in the middle of the story and it's not just taking the entire thing all at once. 
um, it's following, it's starting in the north, for example, it's starting literally at the beginning of the show mm -hmm. and progressing. So I think that makes it really accessible to people who saw it a long time ago and then rewatched it like me or someone who's watching it for the first time. You're you're not missing out in something. You're literally going to be able to track the storyline. And and Nifty's and Daz and Warner Brothers um, have worked really closely to to adhere to kind of like the fidelity of the storytelling, partly because it's one of the most badass stories um, out there, but also because there there was a commitment and a mandate from the beginning to follow the to be very very true to the storyline and to the look dev the the actual visuals for everything to be as like true to the story as possible. So we've all put a lot of energy. The art uh, team has, has put a lot of work into trying to be incredibly meticulous to follow along. So you won't feel out of depth if you're coming in new to it, you'll, you'll be able to follow right along. Funny you say that. Um, I've never seen a single episode. <laughs> I'm that person. I'm one of those people. I know the story though, and I know how big it is. And I know I'd love to watch a show. I just have this problem where I, I don't watch the show for the longest time and then something will push me into it. And I'm getting the FOMO right now from like this NFT project. So I love what you said, Matt, with like going along with the story that this is starting from the beginning, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, I have not, I am, what, what was that? Um, no, I just starting from the beginning. Okay. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Cause yeah, I have no idea. I don't know the story at all. <laughs> We so we had somebody, Alyssa. By the way, I love the I love the festive um, environment you're working in there. We had somebody yesterday point out they wish they could forget that they've seen the whole thing and have the joy of experiencing it again completely from from scratch again. And I was like, that's a really interesting idea. I think it was a TV show on Netflix or something like that where you just completely forget another part. I wish I could forget Game of Thrones, start from the beginning and watch it because it's unparalleled. It's unrivaled in in television history, it's won more awards for its production than anything except for like Saturday Night Live that's been around since like 1970. So, I mean, it you're in for a real treat, Alyssa, I think if this is your entry point for Game of Thrones. It, it might be, I think <laughs> it will. <laughs> so you guys got Alyssa now to, to watch Game of Thrones. So like right. Warner Brothers should be like watching this and they should be super excited because not mm -hmm. only are you doing the Game of Thrones, but you know, HBO is going to benefit from this too, uh, you know, from new, new viewers. Yeah, um, converting fans live on the air. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, along that, with that uh, sentiment, right? So I've mm -hmm. seen Game of Thrones, but I have not watched the prequel yet, right? So House of the yeah. Dragon just came yeah. out. How does the prequel tie into this? Is there plans to, you know, once we get out of the series of the original mm -hmm. show to get into the prequel? Has that been kind of laid out going forward? I think not so much in, in that sense and specifically, but, you know, the the new show will, I think it hasn't, it's been announced that it'll take a few years, I think, before it comes back. So again, this is a multi-year program. So imagine this will be going when the season two of House of the Dragon comes out. And I think just the important thing to note is even regardless of prequels or later, it's the whole world itself that remains the same. Like, you know, this one focused, the new show focuses on the Targaryens, but there's still Targaryens in um, the original franchise. There's still dragons in the original franchise. So all of those um, aspects of it will absolutely be included. Um, that That's, you know, without giving away any alpha or, or any info, I can't, but... 
We always try to get some alpha. I know. I'm getting good at dodging. That's what we got to do. Shannon's good at dodging. I'm like a little... Shannon's Shannon's going to run for Congress. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Occasionally people slip. You never know when you're going to like catch them into saying something. So, uh, um, Preston and Matt, you know, uh, within the NFT space, Daz is well known um, for working with uh, Clonax, Artifact, um, and some other NFT collections, right? We had DC Comics, the Bat Cows, but I mean, Clonex is one of the, the bigger NFT collections out there. Artifact, obviously, with the acquisition by Nike, very well known. Can you just walk us through, you know, the, the evolution of, you know, working on some of these NFT collections and then, you know, somehow, somewhere getting a call that, hey, uh, we're going to do some Game of Thrones NFTs. Are, are you guys on board? Like, what was the reaction to be able to take this IP and turn it into this great project? Man, I, I, I will say the, yeah, like I, I'll, I'll characterize the entire thing if I zoom all the way out as one of the most in, invigorating chapters of like my career. Um, this time in the last year and a half uh, involved in these projects, because I really do think on-chain, uh, the, the on-chain Web3 principles um, are here to stay. And I think they're fundamental and they're going to have a really profound impact on culture, on business, on entertainment, on all of these things. And we're just at the beginning of that. So kind of going back to our, our, to answer your question specifically, like zooming in a little more. Yeah. We started working with, uh, the artifact team, um, in preparation for the Clonex launch, um, to help provide the, all the 3d utility for all 20,000 clones to all those files um, and, you know, that was a really important thing for the artifact team to enable their community to become creators and to have the tools to become like really badass um, artists and animators with clones. And you've seen if you've watched anything that's happening in the artifact world with Clone X, how much uh, how important that is for, for, the, for the ecosystem. So I would say we were really fortunate to work on that project early on because we had. Um, that 3D expertise that suited the artifact team. And we work really closely with the team and can't say enough good about them. But it also gave us the opportunity. It was a great onboard for us into kind of the earliest days of Web3. They were one of the earlier innovators in the space. And, and so that was great for us to be, to sort of rub shoulders with people who were that pioneering. And that carried on as we've done projects. Um, you mentioned the Batcals with, with Warner Brothers and Palm, um, we did a, we've done a bunch of work, I think five different executions with Coca-Cola. They were one of the first brands back in 2021. Um, one of the most serious and like one of the highest grossing, uh, you know, which just is a, as a reflection of like the popularity and the interest in it. Um, we've been fortunate to work with brands like that. We've done our own original IP. So when, when the Nifties and HBO um, crew came and, and asked, um, you know, for us to explore this a little bit, we were super excited because we felt like we were perfectly well suited uh, to partner and to leverage our talents along with their awesome talents and with the, the IP itself. So dream come true from start to finish so far. And I, I just think it's accelerating. I think, you know, this is just scratching the surface of what we have ahead of us. And I think what the space uh, has in store. Yeah, I don't know about you. Yeah, no, I don't know if I have much to add to what Matt said. I think, um, you know, the, the common themes uh, for those projects are their IP we love, um, their partners we love to work with. We're creator first, and we also uh, are for the, 
you know, end customer experience. So the, the properties, the partners, um, the whole experience where we feel like we're able to innovate and impact positively the culture is important to us. So those are all the themes uh, that hit and uh, we're, we're very selective on uh, what we work with and who we partner with. And so I want to say that this is like a dream come true when Shannon gave us the call and said like, hey, um, uh, you know, uh, Nifty's and Warner Brothers, they'd like to partner on this. And I think we said like, absolutely done type of thing and let's let's make it uh, a success in all you know uh, ways of that word like together and let's 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 lean in and this is going to be the premier project we focus on uh, for this year and so that's what we're super excited about if you're mm-hmm. interested um, some of the ways that we like to uh, engage I mean for for clone X and for Batman I, I put this on people love it when we show up this is my reptile I'll I'll borrow yes, uh, we love I'll, it. I'll borrow Matt's uh, Matt's uh, clone and you know um, uh, thing, things like that we just think there's lots of fun ways to engage even the Batman cows for for, for that collection so that's uh that's a little little visual treat there too. Love it. We always love the the visuals. Uh, Shannon, uh, similar topic here for you, right? So Nifty's, you know, has already done some collections with some existing IP, right? So there was the Matrix. There was Space Jam. I know I own some Space Jam NFTs um, on my Nifty's uh, account. Uh, why is it so important? And And maybe why, you know, launch with some of these existing entertainment brands and kind of help onboard them into the NFT space and also bring along that existing fan bases that they already have. You're on mute. mute. Appreciate that. Uh, I was going to say, that's a great question and and really our our reason for existing. You know, when we first formed as a company and I I was brought on as the first employee almost two years ago, um, you know, there were so many marketplaces out there that were really all transactional, buying and selling a few items or auction um, and no variation of that, which was needed in the space of the time. But I think what was missing was this kind of mass adoption, um, just a, a need for mass adoption. And and the way to do that, as we saw it, you know, is by partnering with these already gigantic franchises with fan communities in existence. You know, I think it's... Um, it's such a, a talent to create IP from scratch, but why wouldn't we work with these um, IPs that already exist, that already have this fan base? Um, that's what's going to help this go mass, right? And to expand um, what NFTs are capable of and, and the affinity for them and, and just onboarding in general um, for people who are unfamiliar with it. So that's where um, really was our impetus for even forming as a company was to help um, this market and make it more accessible for people. So we've always started, you know, with our, our very first release with Space Jam was uh, free to claim and we had or it was $2.99 for an NFT. And that was really an experiment to see, you know, who we could get and. We got 92,000 NFTs claimed in the first day that we did that we launched. Um, so we're like, okay, we're on to something. And from there, we've just expanded and expanded. Um, and Warner's obviously been a great partner of ours. But, you know, it just makes sense, I think, for entertainment, for sports, for all of these other brands um, to get in the space and, and grow their, fa- their fan base. We talk yeah. about that a lot on the show. Oh, and yeah? Yeah, we love, I love seeing um, when already established brands and IPs hop into this space. It's just yeah. nice. Yeah, it's refreshing. And uh, it's a way to bring more people into this already mm-hmm. established fans. And yeah, 
we yeah. love to see it. <laughs> I love to see it too. And look, like some's gonna some projects are gonna fail and some won't. And that's the whole spirit of the space too, right? As you experiment and you continue and you grow. Not our projects, but other ones out there I've seen. Um, I think uh, you know, there's definitely been disconnects on some, especially when celebrities get into the space, but otherwise, like, you know, it's meant mm -hmm. to to just try and keep going. Like, you know, that's the beauty of the space as well. Yeah, we're seeing lots of enter entertainment and sports, uh, yeah. you know, right now. And uh, Matt, sorry, I cut you off. What were you going to say? Uh, just just a note on that. We talk about this uh, amongst ourselves and, and with mm -hmm. Shannon a lot because um, we're approached by a lot of brands looking to experiment in the space. And I encourage that. I think we do pretty universally. Um, but you can tell pretty quickly the difference between, you know, if a brand or an, an IP or a company is is like kind of like looking to check a box or to, right. to be kind of a tourist or to make a quick buck. Mm -hmm. You can sort of separate those because the ones that are, are in it for, I think, the more genuine Web3 reasons, the reasons that they'll be successful in the space, is if they're ready to lean in and engage with fans and listen and learn and they take a little risk. There's a little skin in the game for them that if they, you know, um, if they don't do it right, um, you know, there's a consequence. And, and you can tell the brands who are willing to come in and learn and who are willing to make that commitment to, to be around for a while. Part of like with Game of Thrones, it's inherently a long story. But um, part, of, part of what it's been, you know, I think the success of this formula that, that has been... Um, contemplated for the program is it's long enough term and it's got drops happening with a, a frequency that allows everyone involved to adapt to what's happening in web three. That's smart. That's not laying a plan now for, you know, call it two years. This is what we're doing and it's set in stone and we're just going to execute. This is a plan that is contemplated to be multi-year, but to adapt to trends and to new things that happen in the space mm -hmm. that maybe we haven't even contemplated yet that aren't on the radar, anybody's radar and it in a way it future proofs um, this project because um, you know, Warner's been around the block and Nifty's has been around the block and Daz has been around the block. And so there's been a real intent from the beginning to, to be able to build into this program, the ability to adapt and learn and listen to the community and make changes as we go. And I think that's, that's a reflection of some maturity in the space that I hope other brands will follow. Agreed. Matt, I like that comment that it future proofs. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I like that. Um, uh, I think it was Preston who uh, earlier was talking about Coca-Cola. And that just got me thinking, you know, that these beverage companies, right? Coca-Cola has been in NFTs, Pepsi, Budweiser, and now mm -hmm. Starbucks. Yeah. It's all these beverage mm -hmm. companies. Mm -hmm. and, and when you think about it, right, it's similar to, to Game of Thrones and these entertainment companies. They have built-in fan bases, right? Mm -hmm. People like what certain drinks they're loyal to them they're loyal to the brand so it kind of makes sense uh preston just a, a follow-up on that you know uh these beverage companies and some of these consumer products do you think it makes sense for them to you know get into web3 yeah no absolutely i mean uh the interesting thing about uh the beverage companies you named and coke is obviously one of our long-term partners too um they are actually there's loyalty and there's also uh, the aspect of fan like collectability. There are these are brands that have been around for a long time that are beloved by their customers that collect different bottles that trade different bottle caps. It's like one of the biggest areas of interest um, for that for that community. So uh, we think it fits 
perfectly well where there's an engaged fan base um, where uh, uh, the, the, the company leans in, like Matt said, I think those, those make perfect sense. And I think you'll see industries that uh, have those similar types of communities uh, lean in more over the coming year, whether it's music, whether it's mm -hmm. different aspects of entertainment, uh, sports, like you mentioned, uh -huh. those communities like esports, everything like that, um, fashion are, are, are going to be successful. Mm -hmm. Love it. So Shannon, I don't know if I'm going to get any, anything out of you here, cause this might be some <laughs> alpha, but, uh, I, I read in the post that we have these collection challenges coming. Mm. There's yeah. going to be details announced in early 2023. We're in early when? 2023. <laughs> so people, people are going to be able to earn rare collectibles yeah. for these challenges. Can you give us anything uh, along the lines of what these challenges entail and maybe when we're looking forward to a release? Sure. I mean, you're going to see a lot of what we've been building. So if you're in any of our other communities, we have um you know collect to earn we have daily check-ins we have plenty of other really great activities and trivia nights on our discord um so there'll be similar opportunities and then we'll build as uh, as well to offer more as we go along um but that was also i would just say a sidebar to us is that there are opportunities to earn nfts and it's not just you know re repeat buying um, so that will be part of it. I can't give out any dates yet, but um, if you saw on Twitter yesterday, OpenSea spilled the beans that our next release will be with them on primary. So that is a little bit of alpha that maybe not everyone is aware, but we're really excited about that um, to have another partner in the mix. And I think it just goes to show too, and the, the spirit of partnership in this space, you know, we really specialize on nifties and sort of the community and the engagement and all of those activities that we're talking about. And then, you know, obviously Daz specializes in the design and um, upgrades and the tech behind it. And then you have OpenSea, who is obviously the biggest marketplace out there. So having all of these um, together, um, working together, I think is another kind of way of feature proofing it. You know, we're not competing against one another. We're all trying to help the space grow. Um, so that is a little bit that I can, you know, announce there. Awesome. We, we love mm -hmm. that. Uh, yeah. Along those lines, right? So we got the first box. You mentioned OpenSea being involved. Uh, any update on when we'll get details on the packs being released? Is the goal to get through kind of all the boxes first or will the packs be released, uh, you know, along the way? It'll be released all along the way. So there'll be constant, you know, I say constant, but there'll be activities, releases, activities, releases, sort of that, you know, mentality of going uh, sort of continuous. So no specific plan for like all the boxes first, then the packs, it'll all be together um, and, or simultaneous, I should say. Going back on um, companies actually caring about their NFT projects, mm -hmm. like you can tell with this project and what you're saying right now, like that Game of Thrones, these NFTs are actually like here for the community. And I just love to see it. <laughs> ah, thank you, Alyssa. Yeah, we really try hard for that. I mean, we're we're here for the fans, for the community. So it's important to us to get it right. And we'll, you know, we're we're not infallible. We may make mistakes. We may have tech issues. We may, you know, and just know that we're constantly bettering ourselves and and the project itself um, to continue this and make sure it's the best for the fans. 
you love to see it, Alyssa, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, Shannon, one more note on the packs. Yeah. Um, has the price point been decided? And also, what will be inside of the packs? Will avatars, or is the only way to get avatars going to be through the boxes? The only way to get avatars will be through the hero boxes. And then the packs will be different combinations. Some will be just the story cards that, you know, that features actual scenes and your favorite characters from the show itself. Um, and then others will be more booster packs that have uh, include those resource cards that you will um, use to upgrade your avatar. So uh, no details other than that have been released. Um, and, you know, as we get closer to these uh, launches, of course, we'll announce it and happy to come back on whenever to um, give you guys some alpha if that's of interest. But um, hero boxes are the only way to get avatars. And by the way, I believe if you've if people who have purchased already um, at at noon Pacific or three Eastern, you'll be able to open those boxes and see what's inside. So. Um, hope everybody is getting excited um, to check out what's in the boxes. Speaking of excitement, look at that countdown. Were you guys all watching the, count countdown. the countdown today? Yeah, it's a beautiful countdown. What was the question? Sorry, Chris. <laughs> I just said, were you were you excited about that countdown? And have you been watching oh, like, yeah. these countdowns all day long? So. Oh yeah, been on it since it. Uh, yeah, like I said, since well before eight a.m. when it started. Um, yeah, it's been fun to watch and see everybody jump in the queue. Awesome. Well, before we let you guys go, I just want to wrap things up here. And, you know, maybe speaking of Game of Thrones, but outside of Game of Thrones as well, um, Preston, uh, what are you, you know, most excited for and what is next for Daz? Sure. Um, one, I, I will say, like, what I'm most excited about is... Uh, the Game of Thrones. I mean, the, uh, Shannon did mention it's multi-year. Uh, mm -hmm. We're in it um, for, for uh, you know, uh, for the fans. And so it checks all those boxes for us. So we're super invested in that. Um, we're also going to be doing other things in some of the categories you actually asked about, Chris. So whether it's in music or, um, uh, you know, consumer goods or uh, fashion, uh, we're, we're going to be doing more projects along those lines. Uh, we're also going to be doing more on the DAZ side for our creator community. So we're, we're creator community first. Uh, one of the things that we're really, uh, you know, grateful for and excited about is even for uh, Game of Thrones, we leveraged a lot of our creator community uh, to help launch this. So so there's a, there's a few things that uh, on a like broad category level, uh, I'm personally excited about. I don't know, Matt, if you, uh, if you have different, different ones you're excited about going forward. Let's hear it, Matt. I, I, what are you excited about? What's next for Dad? Trying to get you to spill the beans. That's what we're doing. <laughs> we try, we try. I didn't give any specifics, right? <laughs> Let me look at my calendar for the rest of the day, and I'll just put that on the screen share. Um, yeah, we got lots of stuff cooking. I, I'm, I'm not just pandering and saying this. I'm incredibly excited about this project. Um, Chris, you opened the show saying sometimes you get to talk to people kind of at the beginning or ahead of launches or sometimes during. We're all of the above in this case. Uh, and I think that's really unusual in this space to have a project like this that has such a long roadmap already planned and so many elaborate chapters that will be unveiled. And um, I'm so 
that that's captured my energy and attention in a way that nothing else in the space really, really can. And um, so I'm, I'm really excited to be a part of that. I'm, I'm not pandering in, in saying that, like, there is enough here. There's lifetimes of fulfillment for us all to, to find in, in hopefully making this a really cool experience for people to love Game of Thrones. And if we can convert Alyssa would like some follow up down the road. Yeah. Um, if there are other people that be become fans or become in that come into the NFT space because of what we're doing here, that would be really mm -hmm. gratifying for us if this project helps open up. Um, people who are passionate about something like this cool story um, and it helps them understand the world of Web3 and get kind of their, their feet wet. Uh, that would be really gratifying, really exciting for me. And, and that, that's, um, I think that's very much kind of top of mind mm -hmm. for me. Love that, Matt. Uh, and, and last question here, uh, we turn over to Shannon. Shannon, oh. same thing. Uh, what's next for Nifties? If you can share anything and what are you most excited about for Nifties this year? Um, I think we have a few things that we've announced. Um, but in general, um, I, I'm just most excited for precisely what Matt just said, not to steal his line. But every project that we're looking at is trying to expand this audience and get new people onboarded. So that's really what we're focusing on for the remainder of the year, um, as well as just fun, cool projects. You know, we have to remember that like collecting is fun and people collect because they're a fan. And that's what we really are going to focus on in everything that we do. So. Sorry, I can't give up too much, but that's hey, my, we try, right? We that's try. My Switzerland so, answer. No, that's that's a perfect Switzerland answer. Yeah. I love that. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, Matt, Preston, and Shannon, this was so much fun. This was a blast. We we love your project. We're excited about it. And I think it was you, Shannon, who said that you guys could come back on, and that is absolutely correct. We will welcome you guys back on. Uh, you know, whenever you guys want to come back, you have news to share. Um, or some alpha to drop. So uh, we look forward to talking soon. Thanks so much, you guys. Thank you so, so much. For Super Thank fun. you. I appreciate you. And All again, right. just a reminder, 3 p.m. Eastern time. That's mm -hmm. in about 14 minutes. The, mm -hmm. There it is on screen, the countdown, the public sale of these boxes, $150. Mm -hmm. And you get the avatar and multiple NFT. So check them out if you're interested. Um, and we'll definitely be talking about this on future shows. Uh, Shannon, Matt, and Preston, take care and have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. All right. Well, Alyssa, that was so much fun, right? Like the the FOMO is real, right? Like now <laughs> I want one of these boxes. Uh, I got to wait 14 minutes to, to try to get one in the public sale. Um, but I... I mean, I really love that that conversation, right? And Alyssa, you yeah. jumped in and you said that's something we talk about all the time, right? These, yes. these existing brands getting in, right? Like it's hard to build an NFT brand and collection from scratch, right? And some have done it, right? Like some have been successful, right? Yuga Labs, Doodles, Cool Cats, um, Artifact, you know, others. But we also have these existing brands with built-in fan bases now really starting to go into web three and not to like say that the other ones can't succeed, but I just think it's so much easier. Like if you're an existing brand and existing fan base, like it's easy, I think to shift over. Right. Yeah. No, I, I, we talk about this all, all the time. It is so important. Um, and really cool when an existing brand 
launches an NFT project, but they actually care about their audience and their followers. Um, like you see a, um, a number of brands or celebrities, um, they, they release an NFT project, but it's obviously for money grab or I don't know, pushing their brand out. It's not there for the community, not actually caring about the project. And like, you'll see comments down the road, like on Twitter or wherever, like, I want updates on this project um, or this project sucks kind of thing. And it's really nice to see games like, or NFTs like the Game of Thrones and what they just said here during this interview, like they're here for the long haul. It's like, it's a gear, years out, out the road and they're, they're going to keep releasing new packs and things for their fans. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, years of content. I think Matt said lifetimes of content. Um, like, to, to your point, Alyssa, right? Like, I, I have always thought that, like, entertainment is one of the easiest ones, right? And not to, like, shame other projects, other companies, but, like, for a while we were getting these, um, you know, NFT launches for, like, movies that were in theaters, right? So, like, mm -hmm. AMC was doing, you know, if you went to see Spider-Man, you could get this Spider-Man nft this digital collectible which is awesome right like it, it yeah it increases the value of your ticket you can resell it you can collect it you can always prove that hey i went to see spider-man the opening weekend but like there isn't as much future utility right whereas yeah. a project like this you're getting the nfts and then you're going to be able to do these challenges like that sounds exciting right you're going to be able to do and, and I did you catch Shannon's wording, right? Collect to earn, right? <laughs> yeah. We've talked so much about like play to earn, um, you know, collect to earn. I love that. And I think that's where we need to head, right? Is like, you know, and it's kind of like me playing like so rare, right? Like I bought the the moments and then I make my lineups. And if I do well enough in a challenge, I earn a reward, right? And then yeah. I can either keep that reward or sell it. Like, same thing with these Game of Thrones, right? You can collect to earn. You can use your your winnings, right, to, to keep doing challenges, or you can probably sell them on the secondary market. So again, it's not like it's not like the point of this project is you know for people to to play and make a bunch of money, right, and do it full time. But like, it's going to be so interactive and just, I mean, this fan base is huge, and yeah. I just I just see this project, you know, having that longevity that they were all talking about. No, it's really nice to. Like you said, this fan base is huge, and it's just really nice to see that they're actually caring about their fan base. <laughs> um, it's it's huge, and I wanted to pull up this comment from earlier. Um, please tell Shannon the key to Game of Thrones NFTs is utility. That's so it's true. Yeah. You need utility in an NFT project, or else the price is gonna go down to trash, and you're gonna be hiding it in your wallet because it's worth <laughs> it's worthless. And like you see that with so many projects whether it's an established brand or like a new NFT project, like the utility and the community are just huge. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how, how often have we said that you were utility over the last two years, right? Like that's, <laughs> yeah. it's always going to be top of mind, right? Like everyone wants to know usually like the price, right? What's the mint cost? What's the floor price? And they want to know utility. I mean, we named this show the roadmap I, and that was part of it, right? It's like, yeah. what's the future of the project? What's on the roadmap? Well, some projects have gotten away from saying what their roadmap is, but utility is what people want to hear about. And we just got to hear all about the utility of this collection. I'm excited. 
I'm excited to have them back on in the future, right? We can talk more about Game of Thrones. Also, like, mm -hmm. they couldn't share with us, but it sounds like they have a bunch of projects coming out, right? That Daz yeah. is working on, Nifty's is working on. I mean, like I said, Nifty's did the Matrix collection. I don't know if you remember that one, Alyssa. We talked about it where, like, you could take either the blue pill or the red pill, right? They tied it into the movie and like, depending on which one you took, it changed your, your NFT. So that was yeah. kind of cool utility. And then they've done like some challenges and some projects with that um, space jam. Uh, you know, they did the NFTs around the second movie. Um, I think they did like bullet train and some other movies. And, you know, now we're getting into to game of Thrones with, you know, TV Look at that countdown, seven minutes, 20 almost seconds, uh, almost here. But all right, well, let's try to get to some news and headlines quick. Um, and then we'll probably do more news and headlines on Thursday's show. Also on Thursday's show, I really want to get into kind of a, a recap of 2022 and also some predictions for 2023. Um, you can hear my predictions, Alyssa's predictions, and uh, I'm working on an article with some uh, experts' predictions for the year, too. So that's always fun. But let's take a look at the top 10 NFTs by sales volume of the last week, uh, seven days here on Crypto Slam. Um, I mean, not a huge surprise. Board Ape Yacht Club, Mutant Ape Yacht Club. Uh, then Azuki, then the Captains, which was uh, from Meme Land. Uh, so, I mean, a new collection, but from an existing brand. Board Ape Kennel Club, Art Blocks, Crypto Punk, So Rare, Other Deed, and Beans. I mean... Not a lot of new there, right? Other mm -hmm. than the captains, which again came from an existing thing. I mean, these are all well-established brands. But Alyssa, what I'm drawn to is the fact that the top four all had sales volume of 10 million or more in the last week. Remember weeks ago when we like weren't even seeing one collection hit 10 million in a week? It was like yep. 9 million would top the list. I mean, I don't want to say the bull market's back, but like, look at these numbers and tell me that people aren't at least getting a little excited about NFTs again. Right? <laughs> See, so, um, just showing that NFTs aren't dead. It's just um, the bad projects are leaving and the good projects are staying. And here is like, the top 10 list is showing you like that established brand. Spot on. Yes. Spot on. Couldn't have said it better, Alyssa. I, I've seen that shared a couple places, right? That like, we are really seeing who's building now, who's engaging with their communities now, um, who's not being quiet behind the scenes, right? Like there's a difference between like not oversharing or not giving alpha and being like absolutely quiet, right? And like mm -hmm. not engaging with your community. Like, and I don't want to name anyone yet. I mean, maybe I name people in my 2023 <laughs> predictions. But there's definitely some communities that could be a taking advantage of the current market that aren't, and they're still quiet. And mm -hmm. it kind of blows my mind. Like, yeah, know. yeah. Let's talk about it Thursday. Yeah, yeah. More, <laughs> more on that on Thursday. Um, so that's the top ten. I mean, and look at that. Even as we scroll down, I mean, like Moonbirds, Clone X, Pudgy Penguins, Pudgy. like Alyssa. We could do a whole show on Pudgy Penguins. I actually thought about doing that, doing one of like, you know how it, uh, in they have like the Chinese year of the whatever animal. Yeah. I don't know what year it is for 2023 for the animals, but 2023 is the year of the penguin. Like, <laughs> that's it. Like, I'm, I'm seeing that all over Twitter. Yeah. Literally like, all over. Yeah. And I mean, 
like I'm a little biased, Alyssa, because I sat on a stage next to Luca and he literally said like penguins are taking over in 2023. We are like, this is our year. And like, of course I was like, yes, like that's awesome. And then like a week later, like the floor price went up a ton. The engagement was up a ton. Everyone was talking penguins and it was like, wow, like that was epic foreshadowing at our event because it is definitely the, the year of the penguin. Um, I mean, yeah. Art Blocks, I see Art Blocks again there. Um, plus, they were in the top 10 with that that other one. Mutant Hound Collars, um, which we're hoping to get them on um, for an interview. They are unveiling tomorrow, I believe. Um, that is a project that I have the absolute biggest FOMO on right now, Alyssa, and you know that. Um, I tried to get these when they were like 0. 0.3 or 0.35. I ended up not getting because I just kept waiting for them to drop too low and I should have just bought one. Um, And they hit two ETH yesterday. I think they're back down to like 1.7 now, but like I called it, but I just didn't act on it. So I'm kicking myself. Um, Guys, when he says like he's super like bullish on this, it's true. Like he was sending me screenshots of of the floor yeah. <laughs> as it's climbing. <laughs> I was like, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get one if it drops to X amount. And then I was like, okay, I'm gonna get one if it drops to Y amount. And I just like, I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't pull the trigger and I don't know why. You should have, look at it. <laughs> yeah, I'm so mad. And like the mega, I mean, the mega collars sold for so much. Like if I would have gotten one, I, I mean, I probably would have sold just because like at that point it's like, I mean, you could have sold and bought like a normal collar. Yeah, that's and that's what I would have done, right? I would have I would have sold my mega, I think, and probably bought a uh, you know multiple collars, and then I might have even bought like a mutant ape or something and gotten you know into Yuga. That would have um, been cool. I think that would have been the the epic play, and not to say that the mega collars aren't going to be sweet, but like to me, that's the play I would have made, um, you know, money wise. I think so. Yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah, I can't wait to see the reveal. Oh yeah, I'm I'm so excited for this reveal. This is one of the the projects I'm most excited about for 2023. Spoiler alert, um, because I, I was gonna say that on Thursday. Um, Alyssa, here's another one to check out. Check out uh, Chimpers. Chimpers. Um, I just want to show people again, like tying this into like the stock market, right? How Catalyst. I always talk about Catalyst and events, right? Look at that floor, 2.15 ETH. Now, Alyssa, if you remember, they had this big announcement back on November 23rd that they were partnering with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. If you go to, I don't know if it'll show up better in analytics or activity, but if you go back to November 23rd, uh, we can take a look here. So yeah, right there. So uh, find me like as close to November 23rd. Here's November. Oh, wait. Uh, October, no, no, November 20th, right here. Okay, and what's the average price, like 1.5? Yep, 1.5. Yeah, 1.5, and what are we at? We're over 2 ETH now. Yeah. Like, this is less than two months. Like, don't fade these big announcements, right? The, the biggest thing is, like, it's kind of like a stock, right? The big announcement happens. You get that big spike up. Then some people sell right? So it comes back down a little. And then eventually it goes back up. Not all the time, 
But if it's a big successful project, if people are bullish for the future, that's something I'm going to be paying more attention to in 2023, Alyssa, is trying to catch some of these moves. Yeah, and this goes back to the whole um, project. Okay, like Gary V, right? We'll go back to Gary, our our boy. Um, He said that you're going to see a lot of projects disappear and some of them stay. And we're seeing that right now. Um, this list, the crypto slam, it, it's showing us right now who's staying and who's whatever. Um, and then with projects that's not loading right now, thank you, OpenSea, um, like Chimpers, uh, partnering and working with already established brands that people freaking love, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, it's just smart and I love to see it. And of course, yeah, that spike up, it just makes sense. Like people love TMNT. I yeah. love it. <laughs> I want one. Yeah. Oh man, please load. And on that note, I actually was taking a look at V Friends Series Two yesterday, Alyssa. Yeah. I already have a V Friends Series Two, but like these things got down to like 0. 0.25. Um, I think they're back up to like 0. 0.32 or something now, but they're starting to get some more attention. Um, like again, I'm I I'm a little biased, right? Because obviously, I mean, full disclosure, I own one. Also, I'm a big fan of Gary Vee, right? I I think people know that. I'm betting on Gary Vee for the future. I think these Series 2 could be the play. I, I Series 1 obviously have the utility, right? Because you get, you know, certain perks for owning different ones, right? Like, obviously, if you own a gift goat, you get, like, all kinds of rewards, like people artwork, um and uh you get to go hang out with shaquille o'neal um but the series two ones i mean let's face it right they're better better drawn better looking than the series one no 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 offense gary i know you worked really hard on series one my kids love these and again like not that my kids are going to make the the best predictions in the nft market but for a brand that's trying to appeal to kids and like become the next disney like, don't you want, like, characters that get kids excited, yeah. right? Like, so I, I've i been looking at Series 2, um, maybe more on that on Thursday's episode. But uh, that's that's one of my picks, I think, moving forward. I, I can get behind that. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into it Thursday. Yeah, I don't want to give too much away. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think we should do that Thursday, right? I think we should take a look back, right? What were the top... What were the top NFTs of 2022 for sales volume? I have an article out on that that we can talk about. Um, What were the biggest drops of the year? What were the biggest storylines of the year, right? I mean, it was just last year that Yuga acquired CryptoPunks and MeBits. Like, that was a big story. Mm -hmm. Um, And then let's talk about 2023. Let's talk about, you know, which projects could be the next pudgy penguins, right? And make a run. Which ones are the next blue chips? Which ones are undervalued? Um, maybe which celebrity starts getting involved with NFTs more, which big company dives in, right? Like I was actually a little surprised after the Starbucks stuff that more didn't come right away. I think they're quietly waiting behind the wings and kind of based on the comments we heard today from Daz, um, maybe there are some consumer goods brands launching soon, but I'm a little surprised we haven't gotten more to start the year. Um, so keep an eye out for that. Yeah, too. They, yeah, they could be waiting for like um, the date that makes sense for whatever. The Maybe they were is. waiting for momentum to go back up, and that's that that's too. where we're at now. I mean, it's kind of like with stocks, right? Again, I, 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 
I use stocks as an example so much just because like it's where I came from. It's what we know. IPO market, right, Alyssa? Like companies yeah. don't go public when the stock market sucks, right? No. You pull your IPO. But once the bull market's back, it's like, sure, I'll go public. I'll sell shares. Like we can raise our valuation. Yeah. Yeah. It's, once the bull market's back, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see what we're going to find. Like, yeah. Uh, this this comment actually made me think, um, like OpenAI, you know the Chat GPT that's yeah. going on. Um, I I've been wondering this because uh, that AI plus Midjourney, the image AI, they're popping off, dude. And like I'm wondering how many projects are being created right now through these two AIs. Yeah. And um, maybe they're waiting for the bull market, or they're still working on it, but. I think we'll probably see a little bit of those out of, come out within in 2023. Something else to talk about Thursday. Yeah, I think we could talk about that on Thursday. I think the there's good and bad with AI, right? I think there's a lot of good, but also like on that note, Alyssa, when we were in the middle of that bull market and everyone was making like a 10,000 collection of any random animal, right? Can yeah. you imagine if like the AI tools would have been around then? Like people would have made these collections so fast of so like 10,000 and just minted them and left, right? Like not to say that AI is going to cause rug pulls now, but I feel like it definitely It'll be contributed the... to it back then. I mean, I, I did see a few people who had access to an AI making their images and they, they branded it off as that like AI generated, totally AI generated. And yeah. it was a rug pull. So yeah, now that it's more common and more popular and people like me and you can just gain access to it easier. Yeah. yeah you can see it more probably. I'm, I'm, I want to know what uh, I want to, I'm interested to see what the next bull run will be like. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right. Well, I think that's going to do it for our show. Um, we ran a little over on time here, but again, very exciting. And I didn't peek. Oh, there it is right there. Ah! Out of the minted. Um, so yeah, if you're interested in the Game of Thrones boxes, go check them out. They are in the middle of the public mint right now. $150. Um, and again, I mean, all kinds of utility coming down the road. Um, not financial advice, of course, but I mean, listen to that interview we had and you're either convinced or not convinced. I, I'm not going to be able to convince you, but... I definitely uh, got some convincing today. That's all <laughs> you, I'll say. So. What I'm convinced to do is go watch at least one episode tonight. There you go. There you go. Yeah. I'll report back on Thursday. And now I, I got to start watching the prequel now because now I'm like all excited and all like Game of Thrones. So Yeah. Buy yeah. your NFT and go watch the show. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> all right. Well, we will catch everyone Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern time and definitely Give us a like if you are watching live or watching after we aired. Subscribe to Benzinga's YouTube channel. Uh, you can follow Alyssa and I on Twitter. Our handles are on screen. Make sure you follow Benzinga on Twitter and all socials as well. And stay tuned. More great Benzinga content coming up right here on YouTube. I know we have pre-market prep at the close at 3.30 with Joel and Mitch breaking down all the top stories in the world of stocks and sometimes crypto. So stay tuned for that. Take care and we will catch everyone next time. Bye.